Hey, hope you're having a wonderful day. This is Henry Wall. I am a student from Bernal University. Today I'll be talking about how technology has changed the way we learn from making learning more accessible, faster, and easier to learn. Technology affects all different types of people, from special needs, elderly, and young. Um, my first point is that technology makes learning easier and more fun. I use Kahoot almost every every week in the classroom. It is a fun trivia game that is easy to use. Um, it is easy for teachers because they can buy Kahoot games made specifically for their class. It is fun for the entire class because students can compete and it turns learning into a game. Without computers, there wouldn't be this type of software that helps teach students in a more creative way. And then from my source, they say, I say, um, the author Thompson Clive says, well, he talks about computer and chess, and he says that computers can see all games roughly seven moves out in chess. And throughout computers, they have taught, um, they have taught taught people how to play chess differently and have elevated the game of chess thanks to the use of computers. Another way that technology is helpful for education is that it is easier to reach out to peers or teachers. From no need to call, it states a way to touch base or ask a simple question. So when I'm at home, I can email teachers, text friends, and ask questions about an assignment. Whereas without technology, I would not be able to ask teachers or get help from other peers to ask questions about assignments. Um, my, my third point is distance education has been completely re- revolutionized by technology and, in, and online learning, a source from the Bernal Library, it states, distance education, which began as correspondence courses in the 19th century grew into educational television. So the word correspondence education is a new term to me and I have a guest speaker, which is Michelle Wall, which will explain what correspondence education means and the history behind um, corresponding education from the earlier days and to now with technology. In 1966, my mother um, was not allowed to return to school because she had a baby as a teenager. And the way that she was able to acquire her high school diploma was with correspondence education. So everything had to be done in writing and mailed through the post office to back to her teacher. And then I believe she had to have a test proxy to take a final exam. And it was kind of like having someone notarize that you took a test to do the final exam. So that's how, that's what correspondence education is. And now in 2021, correspondence education has changed because thanks to Zoom, we've already used Zoom in my Bernal classes where it's an online video chat where we don't have to meet in person and it makes it easier with schedules and any other conflicts. Then my fourth point is a resource from assistive technology for students with disabilities from the Bernal Library. It states, AT, which is assistive technology, has been utilized to improve 
students' academic, communication, cognitive, and social skills for students with autism and spectrum disorder. So with this new technology, it makes it easier for students with special needs to learn and function in the classroom. And I have witnessed the impact of technology that special on special needs children firsthand. My little sister has autism and she has other friends that are special needs. I am no expert by no means, but I have learned a thing or two about special needs. Earlier this summer, I started working at Lifting Spirits Therapy. It is a clinic that specializes in speech therapy, occupational therapy, physical therapy, and ABA therapy. I do paperwork, but I get to talk to all of the patients that they bring in. They bring in a wide awake array of children with all kinds of different needs. Thanks to technology, they get the help they need and tools to help them with their daily lives. Some come in with helmets to protect their head and their um, custom fit to make sure that they can wear it for long periods of time instead of wearing it like a traditional helmet where a kid wears it for five minutes. These kids have to wear their helmets all day. And, um, and, and the coolest assistive device that I have seen is it's a small iPad that has an app on it and images and some children are nonverbal. So when they, so when they have to speak, they press the buttons on this device with the pictures and the pictures correlate to a phrase. So it helps certain children with autism communicate better. In 2018, I went to a conference at Georgia Tech where they had a big meeting with a lot of teachers in the area and I was visiting because I was looking at possible careers and it's called Tools for Life. And when I was walking around the trade show, there was a nonverbal girl who was in a wheelchair that couldn't move and she had an iPad positioned in front of her on her wheelchair and um, it used eye tracking and blinking to help her select, um, helped her select the words that she wanted to use and then the iPad would talk for her. Her, co her communication went from nothing at all, from just random noises and, and no ability to express her needs and wants to being able to have full intellectual conversations with meaning and a broad purpose to her life. Uh, Michelle, what is the most useful piece of technology that you use for June? So June uh, was, a, was evaluated for assistive technology at um, Children's Healthcare of Atlanta. And when we did that, she was in kindergarten. And when she was evaluated, they, we thought we would probably end up with a device because she only had one word utterances and there were not very many words. Um, however, we discovered that um, she was responding better to just picture cards but we really customized the picture, card, picture cards to her life. So for example, um, the picture for YMCA wasn't just a YMCA, it was a picture of her actual YMCA that she goes to. And so it was really effective to make sure that all of those pictures were um, connected to her life and her, her world and what she does. So she would wear them actually on like kind of an elastic belt around her waist and it, she very quickly, we were able to scaffold that back and she very quickly went from one word utterances to like three to four word sentences. And um, she would wear that all day long at school and she would wear it at home a lot. Sometimes she would take it off at home and um, 
relied on it later more at school and then we eventually didn't use that at all uh, that was that was just for communication and that was done with a the speech therapist so what technology is provided to you by the school for June special needs? Um, at the time that we took her to the children's hospital to do um, the, the evaluation the, um, with the speech therapist there, the school system had refused to do an assistive technology evaluation. Um, so we continue to request that over the years and they have implemented something called PixWriter and that is where um, she has real life pictures to use and we can tie those to customize those pictures so when she's doing writing she can pull the pictures into the sentence and then also it was to help her to build on her the length of her sentences and to use prepositions more effectively so if she um, if it says brother she's a picture of her, of her actual brother or her actual brothers but then also for his and him it would show a male person versus if her and she is going to show a female so that she could attach a visual and understand those prepositions better. So how could June's life be improved with more assistive technology? Um, through the public school system, I would like to see the resources more readily available and offered um, rather than something that you have to struggle and haggle to secure. Also, I think that the staff in the school does not, they lack the training and, the, and they lack the knowledge of what resources are available. So like you have the two people, two employees that cover the entire county um, for assistive technology. So for June, she, does, she can read at a pretty high level but she doesn't always retain what she read. She can read the words. So, she, so as a fourth grader reading chapter books, she can read the books, but they don't hold her interest. So she really needs those to be graphic and she needs pictures. And I think that there's probably software available like that, but the school currently doesn't offer that to her. I think June's life has been greatly improved by technology and I can't wait to see what technology comes out to help other children in the special needs community and in the future. Thank you for listening to my podcast and signing off.